Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and I'm uh, just doing it solo this time, and probably for, you know, sometimes I have guests on, sometimes I don't, and uh, I enjoy both. Um, As I was starting these podcasts, I was uh, obviously wanting to do a lot more with guests, and, uh, and the Lord actually... Uh, he, he actually had to get on me a little bit because uh, he he pointed out the value of both basically and uh, and we know that you know we all like conversational type material and relational things like that and there's nothing wrong with any of that but there's things that he like he actually had to he corrected me in my just in my valuing of things and and just saying you know I need to I need to value both uh, because there's things I can get into things that I'll, I'll be led into differently when it's just me and there's going to be different things I, I get into and are led into when it's me and somebody else and there's value in both so as those uh, who are listening, those who are tuning in, uh, I just want you to value everything the Lord's doing. So there was times when Jesus taught different ways at different times. You know, there's times sometimes when he taught uh, uh, in a more conversational aspect where he's asking questions. Sometimes he was just up on a up up on the mount, you know, speaking to multitudes. Sometimes he was speaking very directly, one on one with different people, and uh, and the, that's how the Holy Spirit works, you know. And so there's value in all of that. And so uh, I just don't want us to get get stuck in a rut where we where we're only valuing basically things that we want to value and, and we're we're missing out on uh, different aspects of the way the Holy Spirit leads. So, like I said, that's why I do some with conversations, some with uh, with just me, and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do in these things. Praise God. Uh, well, uh, today what I'd like to get into is uh, uh, just a subject that that of course I, I enjoy getting into, and this is in in uh, it's addressed in Second Timothy chapter three. And he's talking about, um, he's talking about it, like the end times and talking about what's going on. In, in verse 1, it says, Second uh, uh, Timothy 3, 1 says that this also know that in the last days perilous times will come. Uh, it says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, dis- uh, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So here he is, he's, he's saying... You know, he starts listing this this group of people that are going to be in the last days, which is where we are right now. And he says these are perilous times, and that word perilous does not mean it doesn't mean a fear based. It doesn't mean that we need to be uh, uh, you know afraid of these times. The word perilous means times that require more focus. And uh, and and one of the best I think things that that I've seen in this, or the best illustrations I can use in this, is that it's kind of like when you're driving in uh, in a construction zone. That's not necessarily more dangerous. It just requires more focus because there's more stuff going on. You know, more stuff that 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 you just need to be aware of. And this is what this is what uh, you know. Paul's speaking to Timothy about saying, "Hey, there's 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 a there's times that are coming that are going to have so much going on that you just need to pay, you need to you need to stay focused on what you're doing. You need to be more aware of what you're doing and not distracted by the things around you. But you know, in those in in a construction zone, you know, they might have you know those those concrete barriers." on on each side of your lane so 
it's not a good time to go, you know, digging around the, your passenger seat trying to find a quarter or something, you know, because you need to stay focused on staying in that lane. Because while in other times, you know, uh, you might have a little bit of leeway uh, to be a little bit negligent in the construction zones, you're not going to have that leeway. You know, you, you have to stay focused. And so I think this is where we're at right now, of course. In these times, there's so much going on. And... Um, some of it's bad, but some of it's also good. Some of it, you know, God's doing a thing, and he's He's shaking the heavens and the earth right now. And so there, there's there's things that are going on, and we just need to stay focused. But he, he, he lists all these things. But notice one of the things he says uh, as we keep going here, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says, um, he says, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. So in other words, there's people who, who look godly, who profess maybe godliness, who profess even Christianity, who profess Jesus as Lord, but they're denying the power of that gospel. They're denying the power of the kingdom in their life, and they're saying that that you can look that it's that it's good enough just to look godly. It's good enough just to say that you're a Christian. It's good enough just to just to say that you, you know you go to church and you and you 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 know you give in the offering or you or you help out at church. It's good enough to have the form, but they deny the power. Power of it in their life, they don't actually allow their life to to um, to reflect the power of God Almighty. And he goes, "Yeah, we got we got to turn away from that. We need to realize that there's a there can be an allure to that. There's there if if we allow our focus to to stay fixated on those types of things, we'll we can get sucked into that lifestyle where you know we really don't expect God's power to flow. We don't expect God's power to be in our families. We don't expect God's power to be in our finances and our human and our health and our bodies instead we're doing it the world's way and so we'll have a form of godliness where we're we're moral we might have you know you know like i said good good moral values we might be polite we might be kind we might you know uh, uh you know be generous we might have a lot of good attributes we can have the form of godliness so it looks from the outside there's a shell of godliness but there's still a denying of the power of it. There's no actual power coming in our life. Our, our life doesn't look any different than the world because we're still trying to get things the world's way. And that he goes, you got to turn away from that. you got to avert your eyes from that and focus on the true gospel, which carries the power of God into every area of our life. But, so, but then he says... Um, it says in verse 6, the very next verse, uh, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins and led away with diverse lusts. Uh, years ago, uh, I don't know, quite a few years ago, I was, I was I was reading this verse, and the Lord just started showing me, um, you know, really what this verse is. is it looks like in, in nowadays, it looks like in, in, in our time frame right now. And back then even, this was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago now, um, what I was seeing was there was a lot of, of couples that were splitting up for different reasons, and a lot of them, and, and I'm just going to be real honest, a lot of the women that are, are not the women, a lot of the, the couples that I saw break up, these are these are couples in ministry, these are couples that I've known personally, different things like this, they had to do with the, the wives, um, you know, were basically leaving their husbands for different reasons, and I'm not saying that, you know, None of it was justified. I'm just, I'm just saying I was just observing this, you know, and, and, and I wasn't trying to judge anything. But at the same time, this scripture's in here for a reason. And, and as I was reading this verse, the Lord was saying, he goes, this was even at that time. And now it's even, if it's even more so now, he goes, this is the power that, that, that social media will have 
on people in their homes. No, so it says here, it says, for these are sort of they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins and led away of their own lust, or led away with diverse lusts. So so there, there's things, there's voices that come through social media, and I'm not against all social media platforms, of, of course, but there's, there's definitely a, a tool of the enemy here that the enemy can come in and it gets into the, the homes through social media or just through you know, normal media, you know, through, through, you know, entertainment channels and different things like this. But there is, there's voices that are playing on the, the lusts of people. And the lusts is what I call perceived needs. It's, it's just, it's just things that, that they feel like they're not being fulfilled in certain areas of their life. And so they look outside of their, of, of godliness to, to get these things fulfilled. And that's a lust. And it says they get led away in these diverse lusts, you know, and, and he's not just talking about women here. It's just that, um, you know, uh, obviously you see, uh, in that in that time, in that season in my life, I saw it more so with women than with men. Men were doing it too. But, uh, but here he actually mentions women for a reason. But in that... What's interesting is is in that season I was talking to a friend of mine who is another traveling evangelist. He does he does a lot more worldwide than I do, and and he'd been in a lot longer, obviously. And he uh, and and he brought this up, and he said because uh, you know this was happening to some people he knew, and uh, he said him and his wife were talking not long before that, and just kind of talking about all the couples that that they had known that were affected by uh, not social media per se, but they were affected by either the man or the woman, you know, leaving and uh, couples breaking up. And it's, they said that he said that they sat down one night and we're just talking about it. And they began just to reflect on, on how many couples they knew. He said he could name just between him and his wife, couples they knew personally, just off the top of their head, they could name 27, 27 marriages that had been, uh, you know, basically ripped apart by, uh, you know, one of the two leaving because they felt like they weren't being fulfilled in some way, and so they went off and did whatever. And I mean, I, I, that shot that number shocked me. I mean, I could list a good handful, and, but he's like, he knows a lot more people than I do around the country and the world. And he's like, yeah, he goes, like, we could name twenty-seven. I mean, that's just shocking. But that that shows you that it's not just. Um, it's not just something that is just naturally happening. There's a spirit that's going on in the country, in the world, uh, that is that is targeting uh, women and marriages and men and everything else like this. So, but here he he says that this was this is part of being living in perilous times. And then notice what he says there, in verse seven. This is one of the very. This is the very next verse. This is one of the attributes of people who are being led away. And he says they are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And it says, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Now, here he says, he says, he says the, the one of the attributes, though, of people who get led away, number one, he lumps them in with these false, uh, you know, false prophets, false, uh, you know, workers of magic and everything else like this that, that withstood Moses uh, from letting people go in Israel. But with that, he says, here's what happens. They are ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I think that this is when that's really what I want to focus on today, because he says, here's one of the main attributes of people who get led away. And he goes, this is, this is part of living in perilous times is that one of the traps or one of the one of the you know uh, I guess you would call it deceptions that people can fall into even as believers is we can be ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. 
So what's happened is we begin to prioritize basically a worldly learning system higher than higher than God's ways, and we say that we're looking for truth, but we're never coming to the knowledge of the truth because we're trying to do it the world's way. And it's through this ever learning but never coming knowledge of the truth. And that's honestly, this is um, this is huge right now. You know, and it's been this way for for a long time in our culture, but it's been building and building. And even in Daniel, you know, Daniel said, uh, as the Lord spoke through him, that in the end times, people would be lovers of knowledge. They would they would they would run to and fro seeking knowledge. And that's really where we are, right? I mean, a- academia is such a big thing right now, where people are 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 just valuing and, and basically putting on a pedestal academic knowledge, or even not even. I'm not talking about even secular knowledge. I'm talking about just how how people. They're looking for truth, but they're trying to find it through a mental avenue called learning. They're trying to find it through this this mental, um, uh, you know, uh, process where they're just gaining information mentally, trying to process information mentally, trying to get enough information mentally, and and we get we get into this trap that says if I just have more information about something, I'm going to come to the truth on that. That's not the way it works in the kingdom of God. In the world, you know, you can get more and more information. You can get you know higher levels of education. You can get degrees. You know, masters, doctorates, these different things. And so in the world, the world basically says, you know, the more information you have about a certain thing, uh, the more qualified you are, you know, the more uh, respected you are, the the more deserving of a higher salary you are. And so the world rewards, you know, the the the, the gaining of information, the, the, the gaining of experience through information and stuff like that. But the kingdom doesn't operate that way. The kingdom is based on truth, not on information. Now, information is not bad, but it, it has its place, but it's not it's not going to take the place of truth. And we cannot, we can't come to the place of truth just through the gaining of information. Now, over in, in the, the, the previous chapter, in chapter two of, um, uh, you know, of, of Second Timothy, let me get over there here. Okay, in chapter 2 here, he says, um, let me see where it says, uh, in, in verse 25, toward the end of the chapter, he says, now this is, so basically, the, uh, we know the chapters and verses were not, were, were something that man put in just to help us find things, but here, so this is not a change in subjects, not a change in thought process, this is just two verses prior to chapter 3, where he starts talking about perilous times, and he says, um, uh, he says, just da, 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 talking about, um, says verse 22, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. He says, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they gender strives. Now here he says, he goes, so don't get involved with foolish and unlearned questions. Don't just get involved with, with strife-based questions, just trying to say, well, if that's true, then what about this? What about this? What about that? That's, that's all foolish questions. This, we're, not, we're not trying to you know, uh, be contentious. We're, we're, we're humbling ourselves to truth. It says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So here, and then then he says, and and this is, 
and, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So, and then the very next verse is talking about going into perilous times in chapter three. So here he says, though, that what we should be doing is in meekness instructing those, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So here he says that repentance is the way that we come to truth. It's not through information. It's through repentance. But what happens is in these end times, as people are ever learning, trying to come to the knowledge of the truth, and they can't get there, ever learning but never coming to knowledge of the truth. And here he says repentance is what op- is what works the acknowledging of the truth. So what's happened in our society, and sadly in, in the church as well, is that we've replaced repentance for learning. And so we, we, we actually we actually think that learning is going to get us to truth instead of repentance. Repentance is what actually allows us to enter into truth. Uh, that's This is why when Jesus came on the scene, well, obviously before Jesus, John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus came on the scene saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The disciples, uh, you know, w- even in, in the book of Acts, you know, when they first started preaching the gospel, they printed repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance you know, is, and obviously the Apostle Paul did the same thing. This is, repentance is such a big deal, and it's the only way that we get to truth. Uh, truth is not more information. Truth is a truth is a different way of seeing everything. Truth is a higher level. God's, God's thoughts are higher than the heavens are above the earth. His thoughts and his ways are infinitely higher than the world's thoughts and the world's ways. So I can't gain more information to get me to a different dimension of thought. You know, if, if all I do is get more information, that's just like, you know, that's, that's once again, just like if I, if I, you know, get in my car and I drive a thousand miles, I'm only a thousand miles from where I am, but I'm still on the earth. You know, if I drive another thousand miles, I'm still on the earth. If I drive 10,000 miles, I'm still on the earth. It doesn't matter how many miles I drive on my, in my car, I'm still on the earth. You know, I have to literally take a different form of, of transportation to get out of the earth's atmosphere. I have to get into a rocket. I have to get in to some form of spacecraft that actually has the power to break through the gravity of the earth to get into a different, a whole different you know, atmosphere. And this is, this is what truth, truth does not, is not confined by the earth. Truth, you know, God, you know, he is truth. His word is truth. It says in John 17. So understand that, that you, God and the, the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us and leads us into all truth. Even though Jesus, when he was on the earth in, in like John He's talking to his disciples. He's like, "Hey, there's a lot of things I'd like to tell you right now, but you can't you can't bear them right now." He goes, "How however, how be it when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into truth." So here Jesus is saying, "You know, there's a lot of things I could talk to you about." And and Jesus is the most anointed person on the planet. He's he's walking in the spirit without measure, but yet he says, "I can't give you enough information even though it's right information, even though it's good information. I can't give you enough information." Uh, for you to get into truth. There has to be a shift in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And once you have the relationship with the Holy Spirit shifted in your life, then truth is you, you become to, you begin to acknowledge the truth. In other words, you're not, you're not like, it's not, it's not just dawning on you. It's literally just a part of your reality and you're just acknowledging it through the day. You're like, oh, that's what truth is. And that's what truth is. You're operating in the kingdom of truth where truth doesn't necessarily build in your life, it just gets more acknowledged. You begin to acknowledge, oh, there's truth about this area, there's truth about this area, there's truth about this area. And, and Jesus, of course, said in John chapter 8 that, that when we know the truth, it's the truth that makes us free. And so, you know, one of the, one of the litmus tests in this is, 
uh, you know, in any area of my life, am I more free? If I'm not more free, it's because I haven't actually entered into more truth. I may have more knowledge on the subject. On the subject, I may have more information on the subject. I may have more scripture on the subject. I may have heard more teaching on the subject. I may have had prophecies about the subject. I may have, you know, all these things. But if I'm not walking in more freedom in that area, then I haven't entered into truth. And what I have to do is I have to repent. Not necessarily from sin, but I have to change the way that I think and be like, okay, Father, how do you think about this? Allow the Holy Spirit to show you how to think about a certain area. This is what allows truth to be revealed in our lives and we can acknowledge it. And the, the problem is that our mind, our, our, our mind, our, I'm talking about our intellect, our intellect, it, it kind of, it, it comes to this place where it thinks that the highest relationship with anything is agreement. So, so to the, to the human intellect, to the unrenewed mind, the highest relationship to anything is just agreement where you're like, oh, oh yeah, I, I think that's right. Or I agree with that, but that's not submission. See, to submit to it, to repent, is to say, I have a relationship with that. I don't just acknowledge that it's true. I don't just acknowledge that it's right. I don't just acknowledge that, that it is accurate information or it's factual. I don't just acknowledge it. I actually have a relationship with it, and that's what requires repentance. That's why, you know, John said in 1 John, he said, he said we know and believe the love that God has for us. So here he is, he's saying there's two different things happening with love. We know it. In other words, we agree with it. We have a mental assent toward it. We actually, we actually are choosing to say that it is, it is available, it is right. God, lo- God does love us. We, we, we have a mental acknowledgement that God loves us. And there's a lot of people right now in the body of Christ that have a mental acknowledgement of God's love. Yes, God loves me. I don't deny that he loves me. I'm not resisting that he loves me. I'm not contending against his love for me. I'm acknowledging mentally that he loves me. I'm not resisting it in any way. But... Then, then what John says, we know and believe the, the love that God has for us. So that belief requires repentance where I say, oh, I know I not only have mental acknowledgement of it, but I believe my relationship with this. And when I be, when I begin to believe something, then things become possible for me and I begin to enter into a relationship. And that requires repentance. And so I just, I just want us to today, you know, I know we need to wrap it up here, but just, I just want to encourage you, um, be, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to even go through and say, okay, if I want to walk in a higher level of freedom in my marriage, in my finances, in my health, in my, in my ministry, in, in, you know, just my walk with God, in, if I want to have a higher level of truth and a higher level of freedom in any area, then I just have to repent and be like, okay, this isn't, it's not about condemnation. It's not about repenting from sin. It's about changing the way I think about that. And I'm not going to get that by more information. You're not going to get that by listening to me or by any other pastor or any other preacher. You can hear a lot of good things, but I don't want you to just sit and agree with me. I don't want you just to nod your head and say, oh, amen, praise God, brother. Thank you for that. No, I, I, what I want is that I want more freedom in your life. And so that requires a level of, of, of belief and repentance that says, okay, what's my relationship to that truth? What's my current relationship to that truth? Because if, if, there, if there's not, number one, if there's not freedom flowing through that in my life at a higher level, then I have not actually uh, allowed my soul to have a, a higher relationship with it. Or if I'm just saying I believe in those things or I choose to 
to to agree with those things, then I have the the form of God, but no power. I want that power flowing in my life. I want the power of that truth flowing in my life. If if I believe that that by Jesus stripes I'm healed, I should have that power flowing in my life. Praise God. Not just with mental acknowledgement, not just waiting for God to do something, but I'm I'm actually engaging with that power through relationship that requires repentance. Because right now there's something, if I'm not walking in a higher level of freedom, it's because something in me is telling me that I don't have the right to have that relationship. If I don't, if I don't believe I have the the same relation the same relationship with God's power as Jesus does, then I, I need to repent because I'm I'm actually saying that Jesus' blood did not uh, set me with him in heavenly places in, you know, in him, you know, seated with him in heavenly places. And so if I don't believe I have the same relationship as Jesus does with healing, with health, with wholeness, with strength, with peace, with 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 anointing, with giftings, with callings, with 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 wealth, with whatever, if I don't have the same relationship as Jesus, you know, actively walking in my life, then there, then there's still this, this, this process of repentance that is that I'm walking out. But I, I don't want you to be afraid of that, as if it's a condemnation thing. It's just changing. It's changing the way we think. It's doing a 180. It's embracing and and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I allow you to guide me into truth. I allow you to guide me into a relationship with truth, where I'm not just acknowledging its existence. I'm not just, uh, uh you know, at a place where I'm, I'm, I've stopped resisting it. I'm actually at a place where I'm, I'm building relationships. Relationally, I'm building a conduit for it in my life. So, Father, we just thank you right now for that. We thank you that we are not those who have a form without the power. We are not those who ever learn and come and, and never come to the knowledge of the truth. We are those who walk and are guided by the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth today. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.